1: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app, here's your host, Big Woo.
0: Yo, what's up? What's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another hour and a half off topic with Big will JT, and Donnie. I'm rolling solo right now, but you can get in on the program. 917-889-2821 is the number to call. It's 917-889-2821. It's a beautiful day in the world of sports. My Cowboys are handling business against the 49ers. Mm, not so much for my Carolina Panthers who went down... Seventeen to three uh, to the Chicago Bears. Not a good look for the Panthers today. Not a good look for the uh, uh, Cam Newton <clears throat> and that defense. Uh, they need to get it together. Defense didn't play terribly bad uh, towards the end of the game, but uh, missing Luke Kegley, Obviously, um, my guys will be here hopefully in a little bit. Looking, expecting Donnie, JB, and JT today. If not, you got me, and you got the NFL. Also, some topics we want to cover today, Uh <clears throat> Panthers keep losing. What is wrong with Cam? Is it too late to turn, to turn it around, and why uh, why is the defense so lost without Keekly? Uh, even though they did try to um, look, they looked better at the end of the game, more so than the beginning. Uh, also, the Cowboys' D look way better today, holding the uh, 49ers to three points so far, uh, with Hitchens and Lee finally on the field at the same time where we finally see the D we expected to see from the boys uh, when the season first started. Uh, also on the Neil Gate <laughs> that I'm calling in the NFL, has the NFL finally gotten past the Neil Gate because they have decided to talk to the players union about trying to make difference uh, make a difference in the minority community. Are the boycotters satisfied with the NFL's efforts, or does Kaepernick need to be on the field before you boycotters uh, start watching again? You know, everybody was, uh, not everybody, but a couple people like JB said they weren't watching the uh, NFL this year Mm -hmm. uh, because of the fact that Colin Kaepernick is not playing. Um, Some people said they're not watching the NFL because of the fact that other players are kneeling. So are the boycotters that were boycotting because of Kaepernick, are you guys satisfied with the NFL's efforts uh, to make a difference? And, of course, the NBA is back. We will talk about the opening week in the NBA. Are you impressed, or is it too early to tell uh, what's going on in the NBA, all these teams, all uh, the the big names that are are combining to make these super teams or – Um, like the Golden State Warriors making a super-duper team when they added Kevin Durant. Um, Now, the Thunder have um, basically added two superstars. I mean, because you could call Paul George and Carmelo Anthony superstars. Not very successful superstars, but still superstars in their own right. So, are you impressed with what's going on so far? I mean, even in Houston. Uh, Houston, the Houston, the Rockets are playing well. The 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 the, the uh, our Bobcats are playing well. Uh, so I think some people are impressed with that. Some may not be. Plus, of course, we got the old school song of the day. JT's over and under. Uh, if they make it here, <laughs> uh, they are not here yet. Uh, plus Donnie's top ten. If Donnie has a top ten for us, we'll definitely get into that. But at the moment. I'd like to get some scores and updates for you of what's going on in the NFL? All right, like I told you, my Cowboys are doing work against them 49ers. They are up now 40 to 3. ...is being put on by the Cowboys against the 49ers, and it's still 10 minutes and five seconds left to go in the fourth quarter of that game. Also, games still going on around the country. Pittsburgh is up on Cincinnati, 26-14. to That game is three minutes and 17 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh Denver's losing to Los Angeles, uh, I keep wanting to say Clippers, but it's Los Angeles Chargers team. But it's the Los Angeles Chargers' Uh, 14 to nothing up on Denver. One minute, and 14 seconds left in the third quarter. Denver has just continued to slide after uh, walloping Dallas a few weeks ago. Uh, but we'll see if they can get that turned around today. Down, uh, double two touchdowns in the third. Now are Denver. Seattle is up on the New York Giants. Uh, they've made a comeback. That game was seven to nothing. Now Seattle was up 10 to seven. Five minutes left in the third quarter of that game. Uh, some games that have already went final. Of course, Kansas City and Oakland played on Thursday night. Uh, Buffalo beats Tampa Bay 30 to 27. Los Angeles Raiders up in the Arizona Cardinals 33 to zip. And Jacksonville another shutout, 27 to nothing over Indianapolis. And the New York Jets barely lose to the Miami Dolphins 31-28. I think they were leading that game most of the way through. Jay Cutler had went out for a while. I have to check and see if he made it back into the game. But Miami upsets, well I don't know if it's an upset, but uh actually they beat uh the New York Jets 31-28. Minnesota uh beats Baltimore 24 to 16. New Orleans with a uh uh Aaron Rodgers list Green Bay Packers, they lose to 26 to 17 to New Orleans and in overtime. The um Tennessee Titans hold on to beat the Cleveland Browns 12-9. I got a lot of respect for this Cleveland Browns team. They could just really lay down and and, and go away um with the start that they've had to the season, but they came out and they fought even with the Mar- Marcus Mariota starting their quarterback and Cleveland not really sure who they want to start at quarterback, is it Deshaun Kaiser? Is it Hogan? Is it the guy they had in today that that almost helped them win. Uh, Kessler, Cody Kessler, uh, who's going to be the starter out there? Deshaun Kaiser started the game after being benched last week. He got benched again at halftime, so we'll see. There's a lot of confusion going out there in Cleveland. But they played well today, uh, as well as you could possibly play, uh, but lose to the Tennessee Titans in overtime, twelve to nine. So keep a watch on uh, for the keep a watch out for. The Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles—the prime time game uh, Monday night, uh, Washington versus Philly—and let's see what else we got. Uh, we got the uh, Sunday night game, Sunday night tonight. This is the prime time game, 8:30 on NBC. It's the rematch of the Super Bowl. The New, Orleans, New England Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons, and I'll give you my predictions of that game. Uh, New England coming in with a 4-2 and two record Atlanta going to New England with a 3-2 and two record So there are your updates for this NFL Around the NFL today And I will give you more updates As the show goes on So uh, Like I said, we had the Panthers They lose another one Uh And it it didn't look good. It looked like they were going to have their way with the Chicago Bears on offense, but just untimely um, turnovers uh, that led to touchdowns. Uh, The defense actually played pretty good. They held. uh, The the, the Panthers actually had a a good opportunity to win this game uh, today, but of course, they did not. The offense just looks uncomfortable under Cam Newton's leadership right now. They just look really uncomfortable. Cam Newton, if the, if your quarterback is uncomfortable, then your team is going to be uncomfortable, especially the offensive side of the ball. Um, uh, uh, Keighley was out, uh, and, and, the, and the defense still played well. But the offense played so bad, the defense could not help you. Uh, The defense would have got if the defense could have done what Chicago's defense done and and turned those turnovers into points. uh, There was two uh, touchdowns made on defense. Those were the only two touchdowns of the game. Neither one of these offenses put up a touchdown today, believe it or not. Neither offense put up a touchdown. Did you hear what I said? No offense, put up a touchdown, uh, and they they look really bad as far as Cam Newton. But let's bring Donnie in to give us uh, uh, his thoughts on what happened with the Panthers today and what they got to do to get this straightened out. Donnie, what's happening, player? Not much. How y'all doing today, fellas? Doing good, man. It's just me and you right now. Uh, JT hadn't made it in yet.
2: Oh, okay. All right, yeah, man, and as far as the Panthers, man, first and foremost, we all seen that it was point-blank period, the turnovers. I mean, you give up not only an interception and a fumble, but you let them get returned for 60-plus-yard touchdowns. I mean, and they score before the defense even touches – I mean, before their offense even touches the field, and that put us in a hole, and we're not a a, a real explosive play-from-behind type of team. So when the Panthers get in a hole, it kills the play caller. And, once again, you know, the running game let them down as usual and, and, and with a mix of play calling. For example, the the the, the fumble, um, shame on Samuels. He definitely should have caught the pitch. But was that the best call in that situation, the option to Samuels? I mean, you got Jonathan Stewart and you got Christian McCaffrey. Why weren't even one of them catching that? You know, so, like, I just have to question the play callers to go along with it. And, once again, My main man, Mr. Cam Newton, missed a couple of wide-open receivers high. I can think of at least three instances, two to Christian McCaffrey, where he just overthrew him. One, Christian made a heck of a one-handed backwards catch, but it only resulted in a three-yard gain. But had you hit him in stride on the money, you give him a chance to make a play. And two plays before that catch that he had made, Cam had overthrew him right across the middle. Which was about a you know a eight to ten yard game right there even before you get tackled so you know and then also one more across the middle of Kelvin Benjamin Kelvin Benjamin six foot five and when he has to jump as high as he can and it's still too high for him that sir is a problem so man a lot of things and, went wrong with the I, I
0: was just gonna say as you can see Cam Newton still his footwork is still not uh, uh nope. where it needs to be I don't know if if it's too late, if he already set in his ways and it can't be changed, because you would think a quarterback's coach, a quarterback coach would would try to help him get that right uh, over these years in his career, and it's just been the same thing. Now he does have a strong enough arm to zing off his back foot, but you're still gonna have a problem with the accuracy. Um, he's off more than he's on here lately uh, with the with the, with his mechanics. And, and throwing off his back foot, so he's he's definitely off way more than he's on um, these last few weeks in the in the well actually this whole season um, with throwing the football. He's had a couple games where he looked like he was on point, but it's all going to come down to mechanics in the, in the long run, and the percentage of you being off target is going to be more than the percentage of you being on target when your mechanics not right. Uh, he missed B- Benjamin a couple times high. Benjamin is six five. How you missing dude high? I know Cam is 6'5", six five six six himself.
2: <laughs> but exactly, like how are you missing six foot five wide receivers high across the middle? Like that's a pass you gotta hit. You gotta make. It's extremely important to us moving the chains and keeping momentum and and having that yard marker going. But you know when we use loose plays like that, that puts you in a tougher situation. Now you in instead of it being second and short, or possibly the chains even moving again, now you're in third and long. And, I mean, we keep constantly putting ourselves in that situation, and some of it has directly to do with Cam Newton's lack of mechanics. I mean, now he was under extreme pressure all day long, you know, every time he turned. And that's another thing that I had a problem with. I did feel like he stayed in the pocket a little bit too long today. You know, hey, Cam, we know you got running ability. I've always said it over and over on this show. Young man, use what God gave you. When you feel that thing starting to break down around you, and more importantly, when your offensive line is giving up three or four sacks on the last previous plays and you felt all that pressure all night, that should even give you the green light to take off even sooner than normal. And have confidence in your abilities to keep yourself, you know, from getting hurt, and just go ahead and take off, man. I'd
0: rather you take off and give yourself a fighting chance than stand in the pocket and just get clobbered. Absolutely. I, I would much rather see him out there running and sliding, you know, gaining yards, moving the chains and sliding, uh, much like he did back in Auburn. It was like if the pocket broke down, you just take off and get as many yards as you can. I'd rather see positive yardage than him forcing a throw off his back foot or even getting hit in the pocket and, and, and taking a sack like uh, he did today. I think he was sacked four, or five, maybe six times uh, t- uh, today. Um, but – that offensive line has to be shored up. I mean, that's got to be the main focus going into the offseason this year, uh, unless they can get somebody uh, before the season is out, but then you're dealing with chemistry issues and things like that. But if they can get somebody in the offseason, they need to focus on that offensive line in the draft, maybe make some trades for some veterans, or maybe, you you know, make a trade to to, – to get more picks uh, throughout the draft and, and focus on getting solid linemen and at least getting them prepared for the following year to you know what I'm saying to find the Khalil brothers until they're done but to, they need to they need to do something about that line because he just don't have time back there and then when he does he make a bad decision i have to put this loss um primarily on cam and the offensive coordinator for the play calling and then the bad decisions that Cam made, uh, particularly the one to one interception that Eric, um Eddie Jackson I think his name was took back for the interception uh for the pick six. He tried to Cam tried to force the ball into um Calvin Benjamin. Um there yep. was no need for that. He wasn't Absolutely. under duress. You know what I mean? He wasn't under duress. There wasn't the line hadn't broke down yet, but now I mean I'm thinking about Cam's confidence and him tattooing uh, tiptoeing, uh, uh, tap dancing back in the in the, in the backfield, uh, anticipating the rush, and just trying that's to get rid of the. That's uh, the problem. That's he doesn't. That's why he had that like pick six because he made a bad decision.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't tap dance, which is part of his problem. If you notice, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, their little feet, even though Lord knows they ain't going nowhere on a the run, their little feet are constantly moving in the pocket, and yeah. they move with the. They step up, or, you know, they may have to step to the left or step to the right. You help your offensive lineman out. I watched at least five plays where Cam just stood on the spot. And, you know, you're supposed to be able to rely on your offensive line to hold that chaos around. But as an NFL quarterback, you know that's not going to happen, and you have to be prepared to shift or slide to the side. You cannot just stand in one spot and leave the defense a, a direct target to go in on you. Help your offensive lineman out. Move your feet a little bit in the pocket and and buy yourself a little bit more time every now and then
0: i I guess I didn't mean to say tap dancing, but I think he's uh feeling the pressure when the pressure's not there he's a little He's a little timid in the pocket it seemed like to me not very comfortable, not very confident in his line and around him so oh, yeah. um and i think he I think sometimes he holds it a little too long and i and I guess that's him trying to have confidence in the line. But let's bring JT in to see what what his thoughts were on Panthers, and then we'll get into them Cowboys and how good they look today. What's up, JT?
3: What's going on, Donnie? Woo! Um, didn't get to see the game other than highlights. But I'm gonna tell you, um, in my opinion, very very bad loss, man. Um, There's there some games that you just you gotta you gotta get a W when you're trying to make a push. Um, during the course of the season and this was another game that may come back to hunt Carolina in their hunt for a playoff push. When you have Atlanta who probably will go down tonight to New England and you have, you know, your Tampa Bay, New Orleans got a you know, a big win today. You have stuff like that. You've got to stay pace with getting your wins. And you can't take losses like they did today because those are not those are not the type of losses that you want during the season. Now, I don't know what's going on with Cam. Um, dude, I mean, he was playing. He had a good, solid three-week run. Today, you know, due to what I looked at on the highlights, it was horrible. You know what I'm saying? You can't hold the ball that long, and you got to trust your offensive line to hold their blocks in order for you to make plays. Um, and you can't be timid back there. Cam is is, a, is, a, is an all-pro quarterback. There's no reason for him to be back there in the pocket acting like he's only been in the league as long as James Winston. He has gotta be able to contain and be more consistent. And we've seen Cam do this um the year that he won MVP. So there are no excuses. I mean he I mean he's gotta play better than that. And you can't tell me that all you can do is put up three points against a Chicago Bears team that is not that good. I'm sorry, that's just inexcusable and it's a ridiculous uh loss. Then my only other question would be, when do you start looking at coaching? Because just as well as the players have to perform, you gotta hold, you gotta put Rama Rivera out there and say, Hey dude, it does something that you're not you know, you're not generating in this offensive scheme the way you can't put points on the board. Some weeks you can, some weeks you can't. Chicago don't have the number one defense in the NFL, so tell me why did you know what I'm saying that they hold you all the three points. You know what I'm saying? Offensive defense, special teams, you gotta analyze everything, you gotta look at everything and see what you can do with the squad to put a better product on the field, you know what I'm saying, both coaching and players. I mean, uh, a total bad effort all the way around on what I've seen. And they, and they really screwed me in my fantasy uh, league as well. So they got me two times <laughs> because I got a couple of them players on my squad. So, yeah, you got, you got to go better than that. I ain't no need us talking about you playing past December.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, man, what does this mean with them having the opportunity to um, stay in top uh, top of that division, with uh, trying to keep pace with New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Fortunately, Tampa Bay lost today, but uh, New Orleans won, and I'm thinking Atlanta may win this game tonight against New England to just to prove that you know them coming back was a, uh, in the Super Bowl was a fluke. So uh, just say if Atlanta wins this game tonight, um, the Panthers. Uh, should they? I mean, as a as a fan, should we just step back a little bit and be like, you know, I don't think this is going to be the year that they do what they're supposed to do. Um, even though they did start the season out what four and one, now they're looking at four and three. They've lost back to back games. So, um, what does this say about their chances in winning this division and actually getting into the playoffs, JT?
3: I mean, it's not gonna be a whole lot to be proud of if you backdoor into the playoffs because you gonna get a for you going you're gonna be gone the first weekend. I mean, you know, you have you have got to I've said it again, you have to be consistent and and play and get better and better as the season goes along. The Panthers, if we are getting ready to be at the midweek point of the season and you had all what you have to so for is a loss in Chicago, but how did you beat how do you beat the New England? How do you beat Philly? was it Philadelphia Eagles? Um, you know, play the Patriots the pretty good. How do you how do you play those tight ball games and play those teams tight and you come out against Chicago and you don't put up a three point? It's like he going I, back I into that it. Dr. Duckland, Mr. Hyde stuff. I ahead. I was gonna
0: say, Donnie, I I think it's time to finally say the offensive coordinator is not going to get it done because he don't know what to do with Christian McCaffrey. The first two, three drives that I watched, two, three, four possessions that the the Panthers had, I didn't even see Christian McCaffrey on the field. I don't know if there was something going on, there was something wrong, but he was not on the field in most of those plays. They need to make up their mind. What are they going to do? Are, they, are you going to have him? Not until the second half did I really consistently see Christian McCaffrey come out to the, uh, and, and be more involved in this offense. This is a tra- 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 travesty to me because this is a, a player that can break it and score for you at any time. Um, just get him in the open field, let him do work, let him use his speed, and, and get, get us uh, big plays. And I don't see them. It looks like to me they have no idea what to do with him. They got him. They have him on the uh, the punt return, or the, uh, and, and then you know you got him out at wide receiver. You got. I don't know if they know what to do with this team or not. How do you feel about that, Donnie? As far as the use of Christian McCaffrey. I'm
2: concerned about the use of everybody, and and especially like you said, Christian McCaffrey. But um. We have two six foot four, six foot five wide receivers that, for some reason, we cannot get the ball to on the outside. Matched up against, you know, five ten and five eleven cornerbacks. We have a, a running back in Jonathan Stewart who is a power back that we can't yeah. seem to get going inside the tackles or outside the tackles. And like you said, we have a dynamic weapon in Christian McCaffrey that we're not putting in a position to succeed. I mean, because the defense is to the point where you're not running him enough for the defense to respect him when it's when he's in the backfield, you know when he's lined up in the backfield you almost automatically assume play action. And then vice versa, when he's lined up at the receiver, you pretty much know we're going to him on that play. So you gotta figure out a way to mix it and keep defenses off balance and not know exactly what you're doing and when you're gonna use Christian McCaffrey. And you also have to get him in a place where he can succeed. But I think that's on the early downs. I mean I saw like you said earlier, a couple of plays McCaffrey wasn't even in. So, okay, you want to get Jonathan Stewart going early. Well, you can't call the exact same run for him in different formations. And basically, the run was called run into the back of the center and fall down. You know, how many times in a row are you going to call that play? You know, before you realize that's not working. So, yes, it's definitely on. I think it's Doug McDermott. I can't even think of the offensive coordinator's name at this moment right now. But, we definitely need to consider, you know, getting him out of here. Now, he does not control the turnovers, which we have to cut down on that. That fumble, well, actually that fumble was a a direct result of play calling, crappy play call with uh, the wrong person in the wrong situation. And and then the interception, that was on Cam. He has to make better decisions. So those things like that aren't necessarily on the offensive coordinator all the time. But, yes, you have to put your team in a better position to succeed and move the rock down the field. And we're not doing that.
0: Absolutely, man, and um, I'm I'm saying it right now. Let's get rid of the uh, offensive coordinator now, you know, before it gets worse, because the way I'm looking at it, they have no clue what to do uh, with Christian McCafferty. 917-889-2821. Let's talk NFL football. Uh, We got more topics uh, that we want to cover coming up. Also going to talk about some NBA is back. Uh talk about the opening week in the NBA. How impressed are you with the with the games early on? Or is it too early to tell? You know we got the old school song of the day coming up, JT's over and under. Donnie's top ten maybe? Oh
2: no, nope, 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 not today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh but we do got the old school song inspirational song of the day and uh much, much more. Um, let me ask y'all this. First let me do this.
1: You did one hell of a job. And the only thing
0: else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! How about the just, Cowboys? 40 to 10, just dominating the San Francisco 49ers. I see why JB hasn't called in yet. Uh, his 49ers just got ran through. Uh, the Cowboys. The D is looking way better. The, uh, uh, with Hitchens and Lee finally on the field at the same time. Um, will we see, let me ask you this, JT, will we finally see, D we expected from the boys uh, early on in the first, you know, the first game of the season when they, they looked good against the Giants and the D was playing good, DeMarcus Lawrence was, and, and we, hadn't even got, uh, we hadn't even got Irvin. Irvin was on suspension. He's back now. Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence is, is, is in. He's, he's healthy. Uh, Sean Lee is in. He's healthy. Hitchens is healthy. We need to get a couple of our cornerbacks back uh, that, that went out that went out with an injury in the past few weeks. But is the D – I mean, I know it's the 49ers. I'm not trying to, you know, act like – but, I mean, we did hold them to 10 points when, you know, the Redskins couldn't. Some other teams couldn't hold them like this. In their stadium, so that's that's saying a lot it is the 49ers they don't really have much to speak of they do have a good running back and Carlos Hyde who's running real hard today I thought he was going to run over us like the the past couple of weeks, but like I said we've got Sean Lee back we got Hitchens back so we' we're going we to stop that running game a little bit better than we have in the past but what what are you thinking going forward? what does this game tell you going forward with the Dallas Cowboys defense?
3: that there's hope. You know what I'm saying? Against the 0-6 49ers team, you know, I'm looking at this game like it's equivalent to me going out and and running a ninth grade team against a JV team because basically that's what the 49ers are. I get my best look at, at this team next week against the Washington Redskins because not only are Washington playing good ball, but they're a formal opponent and they're a division opponent. So I'm able to, to better analyze, uh, you know, our defense after that game next week because if we don't go out and win that ball game, we're right back where we were sitting at, you know what I'm saying, previous to this week. You know what I'm saying? Let's put back-to-back victories together. You know what I'm saying? Against a team that has actually plays defense and a team that has actually plays offense on the, you know, on the ball. And it actually in the division where it really will count something serious. That's why I'm I'm so I'm so troubled about tomorrow night's game because no matter – you know, I don't – you know, either way, there's still something left for us to do regardless of. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Beating Washington next Sunday will let me know two things. One, we still can make it happen in that division, and that division is going to be key in to getting to the playoffs. And two, we can play, you know what I'm saying, with the Washington that's been putting up points. Quarterbacks has been playing good. Defense has been okay. You know what I'm saying? And if we can run the ball and, and, and execute the same game plan that we executed today against Washington and beat them next week, then I'll begin to feel a whole lot better about a defense that's pretty much been shaky all year. And although we can you know, we've gotten the pieces back in, they they gotta show up against not just the 0 and six team, but a team that's that they could very well be four and two or yeah, four and two after the game tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Beating a Philly team that nobody else seems to have an answer to to Kansas City, but they didn't drop too straight. Show me something next week against the Redskins and we can talk about moving forward. Beating the 0-6 team is almost like this is what we were supposed to do anyway. Let's show up against a team that's just been playing good ball, and then we can talk about real cowboy football
0: yeah I get it I understand that but I mean Donnie don't you don't you think I mean it's an O sixteen, sixteen they at home they coming out to give you all they got look at the um look at the Cleveland Browns against the Titans they took the Titans in the overtime um losing 12 to 9 with the changing of quarterbacks you had Deshaun Kaiser start the game then they sat him down at halftime brought in another quarterback um and as bad as the Browns are they gave the Titans all they can handle. Like I said, they took them into overtime. I would expect the same thing from a San Francisco team um, at home, which I think San Francisco is better than Cleveland. But at home, um, and, you know, it's an East Coast Tra- East Coast team traveling. Well, Dallas ain't East Coast, but the, uh, a Midwest team traveling to the West Coast. Um and going up against a 0 and 6 hungry team that just got their monster back on defense, who actually went out of the game a little earlier um, uh, after just coming back for the first time this week. Uh, so, I mean, can it be said that the that the Dallas defense a turn uh, for the best uh, by holding so far, well now 10 points uh, the 49ers' discord touchdown? So the score is now 40 to 10, uh, 50 seconds left in the in the game. Um, is there something to be said about a Dallas defense that does this to yet a 0-6 team, but a 0-6 hungry team at home?
2: Nope. <laughs> there sure isn't. You're trying to make this matchup more than what it is. Oh, they are they hungry, back against the wall. All the San Francisco sucks. Y'all were supposed to molly-wop them. And I'm like what J.C. said. It's one of those games like with the Panthers. They were supposed to win. And unlike the Panthers, y'all actually handle business. That's all I can say. You go into that game, you're expected to win, and y'all did exactly what you're supposed to do. I'm more worried about when y'all played a tougher competition, like J.C. said, next week in Washington will tell me a lot more than any this game today. Now, had y'all lost, that would have told me a lot about Excuse me, where y'all headed this season. I, I, I told you earlier before the season even started, I think y'all going to struggle in the big games. Last year, everything went y'all's way. And I mean everything, every loose ball, every fumble, every every turnover, you know, every close game, somehow y'all found a way to win. I just didn't think that that magic could last all season long this year as well. And so far it hasn't. So you're going to come out and just play good good football. I think the Ezekiel Elliott distraction over y'all's heads is going to hurt y'all, especially if he does actually eventually have to sit out because, you know, let's face it, you had him for eight, seven, eight games now, so you're comfortable playing with him. And I think it would have been the team overall would have been better served. If he does, in fact, have to serve a suspension, I think y'all would have been better served had he just got the first eight games out of the way and then came back towards the end of the season. But for y'all to be, you know, riding the the little bit of momentum that you got right now and possibly losing one of your top two best players, that's going to hurt anybody moving forward. And how y'all handle that is going to say a lot because you definitely have two talented running backs that can back them up for them, but does the team rally around those guys and respond and y'all keep moving forward? But going down the stretch, is going to be interesting. You know, the uh, the Cowboys were supposed to win today. They did. Kudos to them. But, yes, you definitely got to, you know, try to win that division, and it starts with Washington this week. So we'll see how you turn out there.
0: Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. I just agree, disagree with you and JT. I think this is better than just a good win. We dominated on defense and offense, and even though it was a, a San Francisco team, I think any expert will tell you, San Francisco is still a professional football team. Starting this season 0-6 and, and playing at home, this was definitely a trap game where Dallas could have easily lost this game, and I think we have turned the corner with our defense. As long as we stay healthy, I think you're going to see this more often from our defense from all teams that we play. So we shall see going forward. But right now we're going to take a break for the old school song of the day. This is Zapp and Roger, 917-889-2821. Keep it locked right here at God Squad 66 Entertainment Network, off topic Big Woo, JT, and Donnie. It's the old school jam of the day. We'll be right back.
3: Attention, attention, all authors. You want your work to stand out and to maintain all your rights to it? Then SBR Publications is for you. Sunshine Black Rose Publications LLC. As a publishing company made for the independent writer, we offer a wide range of services which include publishing, editing, book cover design, self-publishing, consultations, and marketing for your project. Check our website out, www.sunshinebrpublications.com. Email us sunshine, black rose, and gmail.com. Remember, where the artist can be an artist and we take care of the rest, we strive for one goal only, bringing your dreams to reality.
0: I'd be with you too. Yeah. Go to BigBooRadio.com for more information.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Boo, JT, and Donnie, streaming live on the Big Boo Radio app, broadcasting live with God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. Here's your host, J JT Thompson.
0: Thomas Johnny Morgan And Big Yeah, what's up? Welcome back 917-889-2821 Get in on the program If you want to get in on the program To comment on any of the topics That we've been talking about Uh, We've been talking about the Panthers What the hell is wrong with Cam Newton Um, The Cowboys defense Looking way better uh, Hitchens and Lee finally on the field at the same time uh, pretty much shut out the 49ers, uh, 0-6 49ers, as my uh, co-hosts have made perfectly clear, that they are like a junior high team. So, <laughs> I don't know if okay. I'd go that far, but they are pretty bad. But, again, I have to say a team that comes as O and 6 against the wall and you know, playing at home, you would think they'd play better than what they did. Um, is it that they played bad or the Cowboys played a lot better? They have regrouped and the Cowboys are coming off a bye. A lot of people healthy. And uh, they came out and dominated this game 40-10, to 10, um, walloping the uh, 49ers, like Donnie said, as they should. Um, uh, some other topics we want to discuss today... Uh, I want to talk about the – has the NFL finally gotten past what I'm calling the Neil Gate because they have decided to talk to the Players Union about trying to make a difference in the minority communities. Um, So uh, I was hoping JB would hear so I can ask him because he is one of the boycotters of the NFL. He said he's not watching because uh, Kaepernick is uh, not hired. So, Donnie, I'm asking you, would this, be, uh, would this satisfy the boycotters uh, as far as the NFL's efforts, um, you know, with the Players Union and uh, the NFL PA or whatever uh, in the efforts of the NFL? Or does, does Kaepernick need to be on the field for most of these people that are boycotting um, before they start watching again?
2: Um, I guess that's in the in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. I don't know what the proper term is, but uh, it depends, and it depends on why you were boycotting with them. Was it be- right. were you boycotting because Calicopper the did not have a job? Were you boycotting because the NFL had a problem with him protesting the flag? Were you boy because like I expressed before, this issue was turned into so many different things. Were you boycotting because of the injustice by black people? with the police departments in this country. So it all depends on your personal reasons. Um, For those that are waiting for Colin Kaepernick to be back on the field before you start watching, good luck. I think you've watched your last football game because I I have a feeling he'll never put on an NFL uniform again, especially now that he's um, planning to sue the NFL for, you know, um, the lawsuit that he brought against the NFL last week. I think that definitely – you know, eliminated him from ever having a chance to play again. So it all depends on why. I don't think it put an end to the situation, um, as you have noticed over the last couple of weeks. It's getting le- it has less and less momentum, especially from the week we had when the owners and everybody else were kneeling, which they had their own issue, not the the, the one that, that that was initially started, but. It's lost some momentum, but I think the players that really felt that way and really feel like the injustice of black Americans need to be spoken about will continue to kneel, but I don't think that the, the media or, or the fans themselves will give it as much attention as it has before because I think the situation has been watered down, and it's been watered down by those bandwagoners who weren't on it for the original cause and, and, and or weren't on it for Kaepernick. So, it's going to go away in a sense, but not really. Players are still going to be boycotting, but it's not going to be as big of an issue week to week as it has been in the past. I think it's definitely lost momentum.
0: Yeah. Uh JT, I was just that that kind of brings me to the question I was going to ask you and that any more kneeling or or uh uh boycotting since the NFL has uh finally met with the NFLPA and the players and and trying to make a move to make a change in the communities for the, for minorities and and all the things that they were that that Colin Kaep- Kaepernick was basically kneeling for and that caught on with the rest of some of the other players in the NFL do you think now the players should maybe just stand in unity or maybe just stand for the flag and, and understand that, that, that their company, even if the, the city is hasn't made a move yet or the, the the our president by chance uh hasn't made a move yet. Uh but the NFL is showing that yes, we we care about you guys uh and, and what you're going through, uh just showing that they care by by having this meeting and and, and letting them know that it's okay. Um, do you think that the players should still kneel in light of what the NFL has, has tried to portray in the past week?
3: I think I think the players should do what's their constitutional right to do was express themselves. It was highlighted in the Dallas and forty nine game or probably about mid second quarter. There were eight 49er players that kneeled during the anthem today and although there were no players that kneeled for the Cowboys there were five players at the end of that line that were just standing and not doing anything related to the national anthem so as long as these things continue to happen and as long as these things continue to be highlighted this is still going to be an ongoing subject I think Goodell by coming out and saying the other day that you know they're not gonna mandate it like the NBA has it mandated and it's always been. I think that has a lot to do with the politics of they took millions of dollars from you know what I'm saying, the government in order to bring patriotism back. So I think that's all about the mighty dollar bill and rolling on you know, rolling on that. But my thing is this, it's not gonna go away. And I think it's not it's not gonna go away even when Cap just you know, if he ever Plays again, it's not going to go away because social injustice and people that really understand the reason why Cap kneeled in the first place—that's why it's not going to go away because that problem is still an ongoing problem in America. Um, yeah. And so I think they're going to continue to do it. You might not see it as heavy as it was, but you're still going to be—you're still going to see some players um, still right. kneeling for the actual cause.
0: And I don't think it'll get much camera time um, because, like, this week, I don't think I've, I've heard about it at all as far as um, kneeling before the National Anthem. It's not something that they're talking about now throughout the game like they were a couple weeks ago. They would be mentioning it at every every break in the action, every highlight. Um, you know, when, when, when they start running the highlight reel, they they, they were – mentioning how many players before that particular game that they were showing the highlight for kneeled or all of them kneeled or joined in unity. Now it's not being publicized as much as it was before, and I think it's something that's eventually going to fade out no matter. uh, Like you said, I don't think there will be – you won't have any more like the whole team kneeling like they did to show unity when Donald Trump came out and said what he said. I I think that was an an anomaly uh, for what the president said, and it wouldn't have got as big as it did had he kept his big mouth shut um, as far as the publicity it got. I think it would have died out sooner, and um, maybe even if the president had said nothing, maybe Cap would have have not even brought suit against the the owners – uh, and and all this thing, this whole thing, blown out of proportion. But I, I think myself personally, I think with the NFL showing, and and most people might say that just because they had a meeting doesn't mean anything. But I, do, I think it means a lot. I think it means that they're listening, even if it's for their own selfish reasons, to try to get them to stop uh, bringing this, shedding this negative light on the shield with this. And all this stuff I think they wanted to die down And this was the best way they knew how to do it uh, Was to try to have a meeting And, and at least talk about uh, What's going on In the in the community With the police brutality Police killings and stuff like that Police killing uh, black people in, in the streets And I, I really think That this was their way of saying We got to do something To get this to die down So let's talk about it Let's let them get some things off their chest. Now what happens going forward from here, who knows? But my hope is that they actually do make an effort to make some real change which is gonna it's gonna end up being political again because how can you make change unless you make legislation? You know, it's gotta there's gotta be some kind of legislation that actually says something. Um and, and that if this happens, this will happen, you know. Every, everything has a consequence You know, every action has a, a reaction and, and a consequence So um, If, if um, There is something to be done On a, you know Whether, whether it's a mayor of a city um, Shouts out to Roddy Matter of fact, I do, running for mayor In Rock Hill uh, Let's make sure we get out there and, and vote for a man Roddy There is a runoff election coming up Pretty soon I'll get JT to tell you more about that a little later on. But if, if you can get a mayor to try to make some changes, get some other voices, uh, NFL is big enough to do that, I believe. I believe the NFL is big enough to, to get uh, politicians to make a move one way or another. And I think until you see that, you're still going to have guys from time to time kneeling and, and so forth and so on. Um, let me get some uh, updates real quick about the NFL, some games that went final. Of course, the Cowboys handled business against San Francisco 49ers. Pitt, that game is Pittsburgh. That game is still going on. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is up 29-14 against Cincinnati. Three minutes and 20 seconds left in the fourth. Uh, Denver has, has lost 21 nothing. They didn't muster at one point. Out of all that stuff they done against the Cowboys that time, they couldn't get a point. Against the Chargers, the Chargers win 21. The zip, Seattle is uh, dominating over the Giants. That game is pretty much a done deal. Two minutes left. I think they're at the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. Seattle was up 24 to seven. All the games have went final. Uh, the games have went final. Buffalo over Tampa Bay, 30 to 27. Los Angeles Rams, 33 zip over Arizona. Jacksonville, 27 nothing over Indianapolis. The Jets, oh, Donnie, oh, almost got Miami. They lost 31-28, Miami over the – Minnesota 24-16 over Baltimore, New Orleans 26-17 over Green Bay, Tennessee in overtime 12-9 uh, over Cleveland Browns. And uh Monday night game in Philly and a Sunday night game coming up. Yeah.
3: I would be interested to know, what were Adrian Peterson's stat in that 33 to nothing loss to the Rams?
0: Ah, uh, let's see what Adrian Peterson <laughs> done. Couldn't have done much. <laughs> because <laughs> they didn't score now. <laughs> see, Adrian Peterson uh, was uh, 11 carries for 21 yards. 11 carries. Wow. Uh, Todd Gurley went off. Twenty two carries for hundred and six yards and a touchdown. Uh and of course, I don't know who scored who scored all these points <laughs> for the for the Rams. It had to be the defense because Jared Goff only threw one touchdown. Uh let's see. Oh, I think for a touchdown. Touchdown. The defense must have uh Let's see. Well,
3: Carson Palmer got hurt. Uh he fractured his uh fractured his forearm in that game as well.
0: Ah, that's why Larry Fitzgerald didn't do they didn't do nothing on it. I mean your leading receiver was uh Jeron Brown with thirty seven yards. That's your highest receiver right there, thirty seven yards. JJ Nelson with thirty five yards, catches thirty five Larry Fitzgerald. Fish- Three catches, 29 yards. Um, yeah, that that uh, that was. just a bad look for the. Um, I'm trying to see what happened on the defense. The defense don't look like the uh, Los Angeles defense scored touchdowns either. Must have been a lot of field goal kicking going on. Uh, everyone, it was a whole, was a whole
3: yeah. lot better than not scoring nothing. How can you be a professional team? And not score not one point.
0: Not nothing. Not even a field goal. I think we had we had to use a a, a guy on our defense. Yeah, play, we play, did. Play. Yeah, we had to be, use our safety. I mean, come on. And they got. I think uh, Arizona got one of the best kickers in the game to to um as far as lift, as far as.
1: Now, now,
3: you look at – and, Donnie, you look at the teams that lost today, um, and especially the teams that got shut out, like Indianapolis and Arizona. You can't tell me that those places don't need a Colin Kaepernick at least to have some kind of depth on your roster. You can't – You and, and I'm sorry, in, in Indianapolis, there really ain't no excuses. You know what I'm saying? the percent just ain't getting the, – the dude just ain't getting the job done. Yeah. Especially if you can't score, if you can't get in the red zone, and you out there and you really look like something we used to see on Uptown Saturday night, it's like, really, dude, it, you, you really got to make a, a, a big change, man, in order to get – because if Andrew Luck is out of guarantee, you don't know when he's coming back, when he's going to be healthy enough. He's going to suffer another setback. You know what I'm saying? Same thing in Green Bay. It's like, when do you start looking at – giving jobs and opportunities to people that actually can play, can still play the game. So I actually can still contribute and make something happen.
0: I think that was you, Donnie.
3: Well, I, was, I posed it to both of y'all. Just win, win, man. When they going to answer that question?
0: Well, I, you know, as, as of right now, I don't think they're going to answer the question. It's not – Colin Kaepernick is not in the plans for no NFL team right now. I can't – I mean, I, I think if an NFL team will give him a shot, he drop this lawsuit. I, I bet I, – I almost bet anything on it. Um, but I think this is a plea from Colin Kaepernick with this lawsuit to say, hey, man, give me a job, you know what I mean, and I'll I'll drop this thing. But I don't know if he can win or not anyway, so – uh, the 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 uh, owners aren't really afraid of this lawsuit, I'm pretty sure. They're not really afraid of it. So uh, I think it's just something for Kaepernick to just scream out to say that he still wants to play. And by doing this, showing that he still has some fight in him, um, to me anyway, in my opinion, I think this showing that he's still willing to fight to play football because it's got to be wearing on him now that – he may not get a chance to play a, a football ever again if he don't if he don't do something and I think that's what he was trying to do with this lawsuit is maybe um scare the owners into signing him or something I don't know um but these teams definitely could use him Indianapolis you know, the forty ers uh they there's a bunch of teams out there that, that can use them and they they can't tell me they can't you got Jake yep. heller on you. On, on, on the starting roster. There's no way in the world Colin Kaepernick can't play backup to Jay Cutler. Come on now. Go ahead. Yep.
2: I'm sorry about that. My phone was stuck on mute a second ago. I couldn't get it off. But, um, but yeah, you know, uh, as far as Colin Kaepernick getting a job, there are plenty of teams that can use him, starting with my Jets. I mean, Josh McCown has played real well for us this year. But, let's face it, I mean, he's not a top-flight quarterback. Colin is probably better than him, and if not, if he's not, and nothing else, he deserves to be a backup. So, um, you know, he can back up and or start for a lot of teams. Green Bay lost Aaron Rodgers for a while. They could pick him up. Seattle, who had considered it earlier on in the year, could use him as a as a backup to, to Russell Westbrook because their styles are very similar. You know, Baltimore almost gave him a shot. Hell, Joe Flacco ain't done nothing all year, and they could use him as their starter right now, even though they're paying Joe all that money. So it's a lot of teams that could use it. But I think Colin has done a few things to himself that have hurt his own cause as far as getting back in the league. And it started with you announced that you retired during during the season. We all knew that you didn't want to retire. You were basically forced into retirement because no team would pick you up. But the call, you know, but the call a bluff like that to the NFL, oh, I'm retired, just to see if somebody's going to pick you up. You know, that's not how that thing works. Are you retired or not, son? Because you know, if you're retired. How can you be mad at us for not giving you a job If that's what you in fact claim that you are Well now that you are interested in playing I felt like that when I told you earlier When the whole kneeling situation Got blown out of proportion by the owner I felt like it killed any chances Of him getting his job back And then now that he filed this lawsuit Against the NFL It's definitely killed any chances Of him getting another job in the NFL And it's a case that's almost Impossible to prove because you, it, it's hard to prove that 32 guys got together, sat around, discussed you, and all of them agreed that, hey, we're not going to give you the job. You know, and all of them probably felt that way in their own individual circles and probably talked amongst themselves in groups of, you know, three, four, or five. But all 32 of them together in agreement that's just a lawsuit you just can't win. And so all you're doing right now is agitating the powers that be and it's, it's not going to work for you. It's going to make your situation even rougher. And I just, you know,
0: I think Colin Kaepernick may have played his last NFL game,
2: you know, last season.
0: Yeah, I believe so too, man. It's unfortunate that he's still pretty much in his prime and uh, not going to be able to play. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's really a travesty, man. It's upsetting. Um, and then the reason behind it. Not like you're know, a weak quarterback. I think he was just going to get better, you know, putting in the right system and you know the right situation. I be- I believe he would have done real good. I mean, you you don't get to a Super Bowl and be that close to winning a Super Bowl, then all of a sudden you just trash. Uh, I don't believe that at all. So um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it'll work out for the best for for Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, the NFL, for that matter, to where we can get on and we can just start talking about football and not people kneeling and things like that. Uh, the conversation needs to go on while they're kneeling, but um, it don't need to go on during the football season while I'm watching games. So, um, not that it's going to distract me or, or keep me from watching, but I, I'd rather not have to deal with it. Uh, we got this inspirational song left. We got about a little over 26 minutes left in the show. We come back. We got JT's over and under. And uh more talk about we want to talk about some NBA, man. NBA is back. Uh so we'll talk about the week in the NBA, the opening week in the NBA, and uh you impressed uh of what you've seen so far. So we'll talk about that when we come back after the uh, inspirational song of the day. This one is in honor of my um Cowboys uh for getting that victory today. So one, two, three Victory by Kirk Franklin. Scott Squad 66 Entertainment Network off topic with Big Woo, JT, and Donnie. BigWooRadio.com. Check us out. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. Hey, y'all. One, two,
1: three. Get up. We got victory. No weapon they throw at me. You know it won't prosper. Got it good. You go down, down, down. Don't forget to stay in control. Walls are falling down, down, down. They call it down. He's ready for the new Jericho. You're waiting on God. He's waiting on you. So what you gonna do? They don't want to free. Get up, we got victory. No go weapon makes right. and sing anthem. Hey, yo, one,
0: two, three,
1: Get up, we got victory, no weapon, they grow at me, you know it won't prosper now, one, two, three, hey, yo, one, two, three. Yeah. Get up, we got victory, see them hands no up, weapon, no weapon, against you, will know prosper, prosper. and all the people say, I'm doing good, see the reason why you're doing good, I'm doing good, is because what's ahead of it's greater than all the things that were behind you. See, you gotta understand. You gotta understand that everything was already ordained before you got here for you to do good.
0: See, your eyes have not seen, ears have
1: not heard, neither has it, and it's the one. God's masterful plan for his truth. That's who you are, baby girl. You're God's child, my brother, that's who you are. You gotta understand that all things are worth behind them. That's love the source, man. Squad 66 Network Radio has got your week covered. Here's your weekly lineup. Monday, Alicia Melton, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest is glory. Deborah Toulet, Life on Purpose at 8 p.m. Eastern. The J-Lock Show, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Big Woo Radio, Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern with Donnie jt and big bull himself and the hunter's talk with author jw and pastor a.k. hunter at 9 p.m eastern time big bull radio saturday 6 p.m eastern sunday 6:30 p.m eastern time thank you so much for tuning in to the god Squad network 66 radio
0: Yes, yes. We appreciate you uh, tuning in to the God Squad 66 Entertainment Network radio. Uh, it's bigwoolradio.com. Go check us out. Get more information about what we got going on, the events that we're going to be at. 917 889 2821. Please press 1 on your phone so we'll know that you have a question or comment. want to thank everybody that's listening live on com. Uh, everybody that goes back and listens to the podcast on iTunes, uh, tune in, Blog Talk Radio, uh, God Squad 66. Uh, Shouts out to Alicia Melton uh, for having us on this God Squad 66 network. We really appreciate that. Uh, we got something coming up for y'all October 31st. Uh, JT, you want to give them some more information about that?
3: Yeah, man, October the 31st, Big wool Radio will be live on location at the Fall Festival at um, the Transformation Center on Saluda Street in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, we'll be out there from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. that night. Um, come check us out, man. I guarantee you our, our spot going to be the best-looking spot in, in the deal. But uh, come out and have some fun with us, man, on Halloween night. Also catch us at the Hydro Syphilis Walk next Saturday morning in Freedom Park, eight AM. Um, come out there, Big Woo Radio will be out there representing. Um, you know, we all over the place, man. Shout out to um, you know, Miss Elisa, the CEO was in was in the Queen City yesterday, um, uh, representing and uh did a real good, you know, great job out there for the Block Blacktopia event. So shout out to her. Um, uh, for that. Shout out to some guy named Jay, you know what I'm saying, for um, the love that he showed, you know, towards us and, and the network, Big Woo Radio, God Squad 66, um, we're all over the place, man. Big Woo Radio doing big things. Remember, com, Vote, vote, vote. Big Woo Radio, radio station of the year. Queen City Awards is coming up December the 16th, starting at 7 p.m. that night. Get your tickets online now. They're available, com. Remember, hashtag Big Woo Radio. Vote for us.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, definitely appreciate all the people that's already voted and helped us get the nomination. Uh, we just need you to continue to vote to see if we can get this thing. We'll probably be doing the impossible if we uh, uh, when we win this thing. I'm not even gonna say if when we win, we're gonna we're gonna do something probably that I don't even think has been done before to have uh, uh, a station like ours. To win this award, with when there's so much competition, so many other stations around Charlotte that are are uh, vying for this uh, very very uh, prestigious award uh, for the Queen City, uh, Charlotte and surrounding areas. So, um, and South Carolina too. I mean, it's people from South Carolina that's trying to get in on this thing too. So, we definitely appreciate all the people, all of our followers that that v- v- voted. For us to get the nomination And we got it, we did it We just got one more step And that's for you to vote QueenCityAwards.com Go and vote for Big Woo Radio uh, uh, Best radio station in the Queen City That would be an honor But we're going to be in the building anyway So um, I hope y'all can make it Get your tickets And we can hang out Uh, 917-889-2821 Is the number to call We've been talking about Football, uh, all uh, the, the, the entire show. I want to switch it over to some NBA, man. Uh, NBA got started this week. New teams, uh, new not new faces, but new jerseys on old faces. So um, you know, Mello to the Thunder, Paul George to the Thunder, Chris Paul to the Rockets. Just to name a few of the big names that made moves during the NBA offseason, um, and. It looks like it may be helping. These moves may be helping to bring down the Warriors a notch because if I'm not mistaken, I think the Warriors aren't looking very good right now. Uh, if, if, if not, I think they're still sitting at a one and two record or a one and three record or something like that. I'm gonna bring our NBA expert in, Don, Donnie Martin. I know you've been following the NBA uh, since as much. Uh, is the um, start of the season, uh, what do you think so far?
2: Man, I think it's going to be an exciting season. I've been I've been looking forward to this for a while. You know, everybody loves football, but I'm still geeked on basketball. Um, you know, Warriors, like you said, they're getting off to a slow start right now, but they're still the Warriors. You know, Kevin Durant still averaging twenty four, Clay averaging twenty, uh, Steph Curry averaging almost thirty. So they just got to translate that to W's, and, and trust me, they will as the season goes by. A um, couple of injuries early in the season that killed a couple of playoff hopes before the, before we even got things going. Everybody's seen the Gordon Haywood. I actually have not watched it. I can't look at it. I turn away every time it's about to happen. So I it. don't want I can only imagine. But um, that 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 had a, a great detriment on Boston. I think it's gonna force Kyrie and um and, and the rookie Tatum to have to step up but I think until Boston's out of it. Same thing with Chris Paul. We were waiting to see the the, the Chris Paul James Harden dynamic play out and Chris Paul gets injured early. Um speaking of other dynamics I was wanting to see, the Marcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. I for one said it wouldn't work and I feel I, I them leading it that way, but both of them are averaging over thirty points a game right now. So somehow they figure it out. And Giannis Eska <coughs> Kumpo I can't say the boy's name, but I know the kid got games. Right now, he averaged yeah. almost four in the first couple of games, and so he—he's he, a um, I, I picked him as the one of the unlikely MVPs, or you know, a guy who's not on the radar that may win it. And so far, it's looking good. My, my rated MVP, Russell Westbrook, his his scoring numbers are down, which is not surprising. You know, you picked up Paul George, who's averaging twenty-five, and then Hello who's averaging twenty-four. So, of course, his scoring is going to go down. But he's still rebounding and assisting, averaging double digits in both of them through the first couple of games. So, he's already on track for his triple-double pace again.
0: And yeah. then, you
2: know, all other little guys, the, the Hornets and the, and the Wizards and the guys and the, and, the, and the Memphis Grizzlies and the teams like that are looking sharp and looking good so far, even Detroit Pistons. So, it's going to be a real interesting season. I don't think there are any pushovers. Of course, we got our dominant teams: Golden State, San Antonio, uh, Cleveland teams of that nature, but every you better bring your your lunch pail every night because you're going to have to work hard to get W's in the NBA this year. There's no, no pushovers. Even the 76ers, they're jealous nicely, you know, with that young nucleus they have. So it's going to be a it's amazing to see. You know, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks, you know, when certain teams start to separate themselves and certain guys do the same. But as of right now, I couldn't ask for a better start.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and it's kind of like uh, upside down right now. I mean, well, not upside down, but I mean, you got Houston Rockets hadn't lost a game, uh, the Clippers haven't lost a game, Memphis Grizzlies undefeated, San Antonio undefeated. Now, granted, it's only uh, the most games that have been played. I think it's three. <laughs> so you know, we talk about the first week of the NBA, uh, and you know, the Washington Wizards and Toronto Raptors are, are top of the, of the East. Uh, With no losses, Cleveland Cavaliers sitting at two and one. Brooklyn Nets two and one. Orlando Magic uh, to me is a surprise at two and one, uh, considering that you got the Sixers that you mentioned that are playing well, but they haven't won a game. They they sitting at zero and three. The Bulls, I don't think that's a a surprise that they're zero and two. The New York Knicks are zero and two. No surprises there. Um, uh, Charlotte Hornets, they you know one and one. you You know. I think they're playing well. They did beat Atlanta, um, being that that was Dwight Howard's, you know, old team. I guess that's that's a good win for for the Hornets. But I don't know what Atlanta really has, you know, to say you beat Atlanta. I don't know if if that's a, a big deal at this point. But like you said, the Celtics are looking like a team that uh, might be fighting to get in. Get that eighth spot there in the East after being after winning um, the 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 East last year, but JT, but does that seem um, is that to be expected? I know I know Gordon Hayward went down, but you know the focus is Kyrie Irving and you know Marcus Smart, those guys like that. Even even I mean though uh, Gordon Hayward was going to, once they got him, that was going to be a big deal. To change that team around, but I mean, do you expect them? Because what Donnie's saying, he don't believe he might—they might be done since Gordon Howard, or Gordon Hayward is done uh, for the season. So, are, are you thinking the Boston Celtics, with all that turnover they had, could they actually end up out of the playoffs?
3: Yeah, they' probably make it as AC. I don't expect too much else out of. Uh, it's a young team, and they—they they gotta try to. Um, get some kind of chemistry man and it takes it takes a while to establish that so they still have some work to do man. Um, I mean I'm still rocking and I'm I'm still going on on edge and saying that it's gonna be Cleveland and Grover State when it's all said and done for a third time. Oh wow. What about you, Donnie? Are you
0: are you on the are you on the same uh uh of, of JT as far as the being the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors at the end of it all?
2: No, I am not. Um,
0: I definitely think
2: Cleveland will make it. I think Cleveland is, is the deepest and most dominant team in the East bar everybody stays healthy throughout the year. I think Cleveland you know, will win the East. I think it's going to be tough. Like I said, I think night in and night out, they're going to have to come to their A game. So, um, it's definitely not going to be an easy pass, but I see Cleveland. But in the West, I'm just not – I don't know about the state because even if they can get a good regular season run, you know, they have all the talent in the world. So they can be out, 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 But even if they have a great regular season run, that playoff in, in the Western Conference is just going to be, you know, monstrous when you got teams like San Antonio, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Houston Rockets, um, the yeah, Portland Trailblazers, like, none, those are not easy nights out, and so I think the State may get wore down. You know, they've been to the finals three consecutive years, and uh, like San Antonio, Minnesota, and or Oklahoma City could just possibly catch them slipping in the in the yeah. Western Conference Finals,
1: like Oklahoma
2: City should have done two years ago with Durant and them choking. But um, I, I think that they could definitely get caught slipping, so I'm not 100% guaranteed. On on Golden State returning to the finals, they are the favorite in the West, but it's a long road and a lot of tough teams. And as far as the Boston Celtics, I, don't, I think they can get in as a four or five. I still think they got enough talent even without Gordon Hayward. They definitely won't be competing for the top spot, but you know you got Kyrie Irving, you got Al Horford, so that's an inside outside combo. The rookie Jason Tatum plays well, and, and you got a couple other pieces up there, so the Celtics can still compete. And i am getting in as a four or five, you know, no lower than a six. I think.
0: Yeah, and I'm 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 with you on the uh, the Warriors. I mean, as dominant as they looked last year, I think this change, all these changes, and mostly in the Western Conference, where most of the changes are. If you look at the the Rockets now, I mean, well, Chris Paul is hurt now, but um, if you look at what the Rockets had done, and then of course you talk about your Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't think that the Western Conference is going to be as big, as easy a pushover as it may have looked. You know, ending the year last year with the Warriors winning it all in in super fashion, the way they've done. Um, I mean, winning all those games and not losing until the actual finals. Um, I think uh, that has changed with with all the changes, the new faces and new places. I think you're going to have. A little bit more competition in that Western Conference, and I don't think the Warriors are a shoe in. Um, and I'm not just going by the fact that they've already lost two games um, this year, even though that should throw up a little red flag because you, these guys already got the chemistry. If anybody should be three and zero, it should be the Golden State Warriors, I think. But um, Oklahoma City Thunder is is my pick to actually make it to the uh, Western Conference Finals and um, possibly go on to the finals to face. Uh, and I'm not saying the Cleveland Cavaliers are a shoo-in, but I think they're the front runners uh, in the East to, uh, you know, with the uh, – I mean, Rose is now hurt. I thought he would be a nice little addition to be able to come off the bench. They're going to have – the the Cavaliers would, would be really deep if, if, uh, if Derrick Rose could stay healthy. Um, they'll they'll be a deep team, and that's what they need to get past Golden State Warriors team or OKC Thunder team, is to be deep. And I think they if Derrick if Rose stay healthy, if of course Dwayne Wade stay healthy, that they'll be a deep team. So uh, I'm hey, I'm calling Cleveland Cavaliers, the Warriors, I mean the, yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden I mean, yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers and OK Oklahoma City Thunder in the finals uh, to upset the Warriors. Uh, J.T., you got an over and under for us. We got about six minutes left.
3: Yeah.
1: Yep. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for J.T.'s Over Under. Over Under.
3: Over Under. Over All right, fellas. Over Under. I got two if I can get them in. I know we don't watch a lot of baseball, but um, World Series is really the only time I watch baseball. So who do y'all got, man? Houston Astros or Los Angeles Dodgers?
0: i got to go with the Houston Astros because they beat my Yankees, so I'm going with the Houston Astros, although I think this is going to be an epic match between two teams, two old-school teams that um, had a lot of success in their early days. Uh, But the Houston Astros, because of the fact that the first baseball game I saw was the Houston Houston Astros facing the Los Angeles Dodgers when Steve Garvey was playing uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He hit a home run. And I was watching them in the Astrodome in Houston when I was visiting my dad when I was about 13 years old. So I'm going with the Houston Astros. What got,
2: Donnie? I'm going to go out. I'm going to go with the Dodgers, man. That's because I was on the team. Only person I, I don't really watch any baseball. Let me say that. Except for my little Braves, when we're in the playoffs, and we haven't been there in a few years. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers. <laughs> I is Yassiel Puig. And that's like the only person on any, either one of those teams that I do know. So glad you let me know that it was the Dodgers and the Astros because I wouldn't have known that. And I'm glad to hear that it's not Yankees, but I'm going to go ahead and go with them Dodgers, man.
3: Oh, Cool,
1: cool.
2: Also, tonight, man, who you
3: got? Atlanta, do you think Atlanta will get revenge and get a win over New England? Over, under, you got Atlanta over New England tonight.
0: Over, I got Atlanta, over New England tonight, book it. Atlanta will not lose this game. They will not lose to New England Patriots after being embarrassed in the Super Bowl by this team. Matter of fact, Atlanta has been waiting on this. That's why they can't even get no wins uh, from some scrub teams like the ones that they've been losing to in the past two weeks, three weeks, or what have you. Uh, they're go- they've been preparing for this game. It's the only game they had on their mind since they got embarrassed in the Super Bowl. So they're coming out, and they're going to beat New England by probably two touchdowns. It's going to be a blowout. Uh, I'm going the other
2: way winning. I think New England's going to win. I don't know why. I think for the same reason why they won the Super Bowl, because they always find a way to win no matter what's going on in the game. And I think Atlanta's gonna have a little bit of hangover and knowing that in the back of their mind, no matter if they get up on them early or not, that hey, this team can come back on us. And and I think they're gonna end up playing timid and I think New England's gonna take it them. There you go. That's all you
0: hey, got, J T. Yeah.
3: Monday night yeah. pick, man. Washington, Philadelphia. Who you got?
0: Oh man, I hate both of these teams. I need. I, I gotta go for need here, and and we need we need Philadelphia to lose because uh, they sitting at five and one. I I can't I can't have them sitting at six and one. That, that this uh, I just can't have it. Uh, especially you know I can't have it. That, we I need I need Washington to win. I hate rooting for Washington. I wish uh, a tie would be great. Uh, a tie would be fabulous so but i'm going with uh I'm going with Washington to win this game <laughs> yeah, you're hoping in the prayer, I'm going with Philly man, and I don't know why
2: I guess the reason is because they are five and one, and I can't really name anybody on their team, which means they're doing it as a total team effort and somehow finding a way to win week in and week out because off the top of my head, I do not know they're starting running back. I do not know who their big wide receiver is. I think I know one of the guys' names is Angular or something of that nature. But somehow that team managed to pull out W week in and week out. So I'm going to get an edge to Philadelphia just because they, 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 they know how to win.
1: Yeah.
0: They have been doing the exact thing that you're saying that the Cowboys were getting last year. They The bounces have been going their way. And uh, yeah. I don't think they're that good of a football team. Uh, I think that they they have timely play calling, um, uh, a quarterback that's not making mistakes, and um, they don't really they got a running game, but their 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 running backs aren't really putting up gaudy numbers. I think it's run, running back by committee, and, and so their running game is is um, is good. Because, but they got LeGarrette
3: Blunt. They got Le yeah. LeGarrette Blunt, and they got Alshon Jeffries and Troy Smith. As wide receivers as well. I mean, Carson Wentz is doing work, man. Right now, yeah, the ball is
0: bouncing their way right now. Yeah, they getting they getting the bounces, man. So, um, they probably would. In, in my in my mind, in my my brain is saying that Philadelphia will beat Washington, but my heart is wanting Washington to win just because I don't want to be six and one. No, and then putting it that much more. Want my Cowboys to to get it done, so uh, let's go Washington Redskins. I can't believe I just. Anyway, on behalf of my man James J T Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, J B Mister Two Ninety Nine. This is the God Squad Sixty Six Entertainment Network. Off topic with Big Moo J T and Donnie. Thanks everybody that's listening live. Everybody that's listening to the podcast, uh, keep supporting us. Go to Spreaker and follow us go to bigbullradio.com uh, for more information and uh peace god bless we out
3: peace. Peace.